listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I am your pal, Justin. And I am your pal, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, pretty fantastic, brother. How you doing? Man, I am so good. It's the weekend. I've got four more days until my 10-day vacation with my lovely bride. Nice. Yeah. I mean, all's right in the world. Yeah. Football's in full swing. We're podcasting. We're smoking. Uh, my garage, we, Mrs. Codger is a peach. Help, she cleaned up the garage. Like, no joke. She took it upon herself and was like, I'm cleaning this garage today. You guys do whatever you want. Stay out of my hair. I'm cleaning the garage. Wow. Yeah. I, I helped as much as I could. Yeah. But she was just like in a groove. Yeah. Doing that. So the garage got cleaned. She's not for hire, guys. I'm sorry. I was going to say, when you guys get back, <laughs> she can come over and clean my garage. <laughs> um, yeah. She was just in a, in a motivated mood yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah. I just sat there and drank a beer. That's uh, even better. But yeah, like I said, all is right in the world. I mean, like, you got you got trailer going on now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are an, an item now, apparently. It's so ridiculous. Like It's crazy. We're sitting here watching the football game, and they even have commercials about Taylor Swift. They keep putting her on the camera and everything. Yeah, and I was watching the Eagles game earlier. They're running back DeAndre Swift. Uh-huh. He scored a touchdown, and the commentator was like, He's like, and Swift's got the touchdown, and that's the second most famous Swift you're going to see at a football stadium today. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he's probably right, because Taylor's going to be there later. Yeah. Not at that stadium, but. My daughter, my two oldest daughters were Swifties. Yeah. Yeah, they're super excited, because they were already Travis Kelsey fans. Oh. Yeah. And now Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey. So, like, it's just, it's, it's been, like, this magical thing for them for the last week. Yeah, news broke. You know, last week when he was leaving the stadium, he was wearing this weird like denim outfit. Yeah. Looked like it had like bleach splashed on it. Yeah. That outfit's called the 1989 Painting the Living Room. Oh? That's the name of the outfit. Okay. And Taylor Swift's album is 1989. Really? I think he did that on purpose. You think? Yeah. Here we are giving them more airtime. Yeah. <laughs> That's all everything has been about for the last week. And anything everywhere is Taylor Swift and yeah. Travis Kelsey. Well, we got tickets to see uh, Taylor Swift in November. Do you? Uh, next year. <laughs> I didn't take you for a Swifty. But My, you don't like fishing, so that makes a lot of sense. Well, and um, I am. Um, Are you a Swifty? To an extent. Um, my wife and her sister are obsessed, like, not obsessed, that's a strong word, but they are very much Swifties. And when they were releasing the tickets for her tour next year, they, um, my wife called me at work and was like, listen, you got to go on this website and register for tickets. They'll email you if you're on the list to be able to buy the tickets. You, like they, would, they were emailing out codes. And if you got a code, then you could go on the website and buy tickets. So like me, my wife... My sister-in-law, my, her husband, all of us signed up. And my wife and my sister-in-law got on the standby list. And my sister-in-law's husband got a code. So he went and bought four tickets. So next November, November of 2024, if she's still alive and the world's still ticking, I guess we're going to go see Taylor Swift in Indianapolis. And you get to hear her Travis Kelsey breakup song. Oh, that'll be so glorious. Yeah, it's like full circle. You'll just be like, you know, 
This was a thing we were talking about when we got these tickets. We were so excited. Yeah. Because they she was dating Travis Kelsey. And then a year later, she's got a breakup song about him. I, she writes breakup songs about every guy she dates. I've already actually heard like three different people on Instagram posting their <laughs> rendition of Taylor's breakup song when they do finally break up. And some of them are pretty good, to be honest with you. Are they? I, I've been pretty impressed. <laughs> Wait, let's stop talking this about is, this. This crap. is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is probably the worst small talk segment we've had ever. Uh, we've I, had some doozies, bro. Yeah, this one definitely towards the bottom for sure. Yeah, we've had some doozies. We've had some real turds. I mean, last week we talked for 39 minutes about absolutely nothing before we got into anything related to this podcast. Well, that's not terrible. And I think this one takes unusual. <laughs> This one takes the cake. This one probably, yeah, definitely takes the cake as the, the the worst small talk. Yeah. But that's what's going on. You know what I mean? It's what's current in the world. I'm but getting absolutely murdered in fantasy football. You are getting destroyed. No, you did. You, you aren't getting destroyed. You got destroyed. Yeah, it's over. Uh, yeah, because all of your players have played and all of his players have played. And he spanked you. Like, yeah. Pulled your pants down virtually and spanked you. Yeah, it's true. Like 210 to 135. Something like that, yeah. It was it was embarrassing. The stupid thing is, I have the same team as I did last week. And last week I had 217, 200. Different week playing different teams. Yeah. I, I had like 227 or 237 points last week. Yeah. It was bonkers. Yeah. And now I have 133. I'm going to beat Jim, which is ever so delightful. That is nice, yeah. Yeah. The best trash talker in our league it feels good to beat that guy. Yeah. It's been a quiet day in the league it for trash been, talk, though. It's been very quiet. I don't have anything to say, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's just been awful all day long. It's terrible. But the Lions won, and that's all I care about. The Lions did win, yeah. Went into Lambeau, into Green Bay, taught those boys a lesson. Yeah. It was I, so nice. I was happy for you. I watched that game, and I was like, this is satisfying to watch. Thank you. I, You know, I've become somewhat of a... Not a fan, I wouldn't say, but like a de facto... You're a fan by proxy. Fan by proxy, yeah. yeah. I cheer for them for you. Yeah, I appreciate I like the support. I like the zeal that you have for them. Mm-hmm. And that zeal has been contagious. And I'm like, you know, I'm a little bit... I'm rooting for the Lions. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate it. The, the brand new Lions-ish. Yeah? Yeah. In the second half, I was kind of scared because they started looking a little bit like the old lions and uh, <laughs> like the same old lions but then they came through with that brand new integrity did they and finished the game out uh speaking of uh the lions we got a message from the lions coach this week oh yeah dan campbell <laughs> what was that on instagram or was that an email i think it was instagram um i got very excited needlessly did you you messaged me and you're like dan campbell messaged sent us a message and I was like no freaking way and I went to the like our messages and I was like oh my gosh I did then I realized it's Daniel Campbell before let's see here I gotta scroll back through because you know we're just so popular on Instagram oh yeah we get tens of messages but yeah uh, Daniel uh, thanks for reaching out your uh, sample will get in the mail by the time you're hearing this it will already have been in the mail so We've been getting a lot of requests for samples, and at this time, like I'm, and we keep like I find I found a few more here and there, just like in the center console of my truck or like in my backpack. But like, yeah, 
I'm taxed at this point, guys. I've sent a lot out. I actually gave my last, I had two little baggies left that I found, and uh-huh. I gave them to Russ because he didn't get to try any. Nice. So he got to Glad try Glad Russ got some. Yeah. Yeah, I, honestly, our demand for the samples was, in your words, incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was shocked at how many I sent out. So, hope you guys enjoy it. I uh, have heard nothing but good feedback so far, with the exception of one person that said they didn't really care for it. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a guy at work. Well, he didn't care for it, so I'm thinking about firing him. You should, yeah. I was going to say that it's okay because everybody has their own taste, but screw that guy. No. He doesn't deserve to work with you anymore. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you disrespected me. You disrespected my podcast. <laughs> you disrespected Jim <laughs> and his hard work. <laughs> no. You disrespected my grandmama. <laughs> No, no, we've had a uh, yeah, a lot of good feedback. Yeah, I've Mrs. been enjoying Codger's the blend. Been smoking it like crazy lately. Really? Yeah, she's so Mrs. Codger has has historically been uh, only an aromatic smoker. Occasionally an English blend if she was you know feeling a little frisky. Yeah. Um, but uh, she has been smoking pipes, pours, and perique, and she's never historically been a fan of vapors. And she told me yesterday as she was sitting, we were sitting outside just relaxing after she had slaved cleaning the garage. Um, while I watched and drank a beer. Nice. Uh, that she told me that she felt like this blend was a gateway for her. Mm. And she was asking me what other blends she should try based on her liking that blend. I love a good gateway. Yeah. So good on you, Jim. You have converted my wife to a full-blown pipe smoker, not just, you know, all those sugary cookie blends. Which are still good blends. Fair. Yeah. Sorry, I'm. A, I got a little bit judgmental there. Forgive me, y'all. I Russ, you. Russ, forgive me <laughs> with your BCA. <laughs> Why did I say that so negatively? <laughs> BCA is actually delicious. That's what all Jason Patrick smokes too. It's good. <laughs> it is a good blend. It's like his go-to blend is BCA, and I'm like, eh, to each their own, man. Uh, I'm just jealous because everybody out there that likes aromatics has hair, and I don't. Yeah. It's a false equivalency, but yeah. it felt like the right thing. You know, I, I trashed them for liking aromatics, so I had to say something negative about myself. I'm bald. <laughs> and sometimes when you're in elevators alone with other bald guys, you <laughs> lick each other's heads. <laughs> that uh, I saw that video, that family guy clip, and I was like, oh my goodness, I have to send this to every person that's ever made fun of me for being bald. Yeah. So I did. I sent it to you and to Jay and to... I've never once made fun of you for No, you haven't. But I thought I knew you would find it hilarious. I did, though. <laughs> it was very unexpected. <laughs> and then I said it to Russ, who's also bald. <laughs> That's amazing. And it's a little bit awkward because we're both bald men, and I sent him a <laughs> private message of bald men licking each other's heads. I don't know. I just, I, you know, I'm a little bit of a weirdo troll type of person. So you know, we'll just be prepared next time you guys are together. Cause he <laughs> might just go in for the, he's tall, man. He could do it without like, I know. Just reach over and <laughs> Russ, stay away from my head. You weirdo. Yeah. I'll start wearing hats around that guy. I, I do. And I'm not even bald. <laughs> oh man. So I saw, I sent you this video. Uh, speaking of videos that I sent you, because I, I send you're basically the only person on Instagram I talk to other than people for the podcast. Yeah. Um, 
I sent you this video earlier. Um, I don't know if you saw it yet or not. I saw it literally right when I sat down. I didn't get a chance to actually watch it. Oh, okay. Well, so Smoking Pipes posted a video, and it was uh, our friend Truett there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Truett, who's a fellow Hoosier. Nice. Yeah. I don't think I knew he was a Hoosier. Yeah. He was born and raised in Upland. Really? Upland, the home of Taylor University and the world famous Ivanhoe's. World famous Ivanhoe's. It is world famous. Yeah. I've well, never heard like, of it and neither is anyone else. More like North Central Indiana famous, but I mean, that's pretty much the entire world. So do they serve cheese toasties? Uh, I don't know if they serve cheese toasties or not. But listen, Truett knows what Ivanhoe's is. Well, he's from the town. I imagine he would. If you said Nate knows what the beer stupa is. They have. Because he's from Terre Haute. Everybody knows what the beer stupa is. <laughs> it's such a good restaurant. I don't know what the beer stupa is. Yeah. I don't know what the bear stupa is. Anyway, Ivanhoe's. We went there Friday night as a family. This past Friday? This past Friday, yeah. A hundred different flavors of shakes and a hundred different flavors of sundaes. Huh. Yeah. Are the shake flavors different than the sundae flavors? Yes, some of them. But they have some overlap. Some overlap, yeah. Okay. They're like different creations, like different things, different concoctions with different names. Is it just an ice cream restaurant? No, they have food too. Actually, probably the best tater tots I've ever had in my life. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for some good tots, I, bud. These were like crispy mm. and like good greasy mm-hmm. and salty. Mm. But they were like fluffy in the middle. It's so like you get that crunch, but then the fluff. Oh, yeah. Because nothing's worse than a mushy tater tot. Oh, no, there's not anything worse than that, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, rather wear flip-flops into a public restroom than eat a mushy tater tot. If there's no one else in the public restroom, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> That's for you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I had to bring it up again. Wearing flip-flops into a stadium restroom. <laughs> Getting splatter all over your toes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can wash my feet, but you know what I can't wash is the taste of mushy tater tots out of my <laughs> mouth. That never, you just, you just can't make it go away until you try crispy tater tots again. Yeah. Actually, when you said it, I immediately had the feeling in my mouth again because I've had a mushy top before, you know? It's gross, dude. They're not good. They're like weirdly grainy and yeah. it's just odd. Yeah. But a good tater tot. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. There's... I had a, a hand breaded. Indiana tenderloin. Oh, yeah. And tater tots with it. Mm. And then a s'mores milkshake. Oh, I'm not a big s'mores guy. Uh, it was, it was, it was heaven, dude. And I had a root beer. I'm just not a big, like, marshmallow person. Mm. Well, like, I like Lucky Charms, you know, but those aren't even real marshmallows. Maybe that's why I like them so much. They're just like mushy sugar. I used to wish that they would make, you know, how Captain Crunch made the oops all berries? Yeah. I wish they made an oops all marshmallows. And I could <laughs> <laughs> just have a bowl of. I think you can order them online that way. <laughs> I know you can because they make them for like baking. Do they? Yeah, like you make rice krispie treats and throw some like Lucky Charms marshmallows in there. Really? I need to try that. I don't know. That's like a seventy five percent thing. Anyway, we we full circle here. We were talking about Truett and how oh, he's yeah, a Hoosier yeah. from. Oh Oakland. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who probably loves Ivanhoe's because who wouldn't? You need to go there. We should have a pipes, pours, and powwow. Pow, yeah, we should have a powwow. Well, that's what they're called. Yeah. 
We should have a powwow there sometime. Where is Upland? Like 30 minutes north of here. Really? Like, like halfway between us and Kirk. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Near Gas City. Interesting. And that's where Truett's from. Yeah. Small world, man. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Truett was, uh, was the star of a video that Smoking Pipes put out earlier today. And it was how to clean your pipe after you've smoked it. Mm. And I found out that I've been doing it right, apparently. So that's good to know, or at least the way Truett does it. Yeah. But what really stuck out to me, you know, Truett's kind of a celebrity in the pipe community. He's works known. For, he, yeah, he's worked, he works for smoking pipes, right? For sure. He's basically a professional pipe smoker. For sure. Yeah. I was amazed. The thing that I just felt so identified with was the fact that when he was scooping the remaining tobacco out of his pipe, there was quite a bit of dottle left. Yeah. Quite a bit of tobacco that was unsmoked. Really? Yeah. And I'm the type of person, I do not smoke a bowl all the way down. Mm. I just don't enjoy it. At some point in smoking a bowl, I get to the point where I'm not enjoying the smoke anymore. And so I dump it out. Mm. And I've always felt a little self-conscious about that. Because I turn away from people and scoop my bowl out when nobody's looking, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Because I just feel a little bit ashamed. Mm-hmm. Truett just did it for the whole world to see, dude. Well, hey. So good on you, Truett, because you made me feel like I'm not alone in this world. There's been times you've dumped your pipe out and I'm like, good Lord, man. Just wasteful. I mean, I can sit there and <laughs> enjoy it and it tastes awful. I'm just kidding. I've never thought that once. Uh, but yeah, I was a little bit encouraged by it today. I was like, okay, I'm not the only one doing this. It is really nice when you think you're doing something incorrectly or even not even necessarily incorrectly, but you might think that you, that something that you enjoy about pipe smoking is like faux pas, Mm -hmm. but then to find out that other people I like real paws. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then you find out that other people also do that thing. Yeah. Like the other week, whenever you were talking about how you really enjoy like a volume of smoke. Yeah. Um, when you're pipe, smoking your pipe, everybody. Yeah. We didn't like, have a single person say anything negative about that. No, a ton of people were like, I am the exact same way. I love a, like a good amount of smoke and it was all different ages and types of people that were saying it too. So, um, but that's one of those things that I've always kind of been like, you shouldn't really, that's almost to me like faux pas to smoke for that reason, because of what I've read in the past and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that's the same kind of a situation. Like, if you don't want to smoke down to the bottom of the bowl, you shouldn't be ashamed about that. It's your tobacco and do whatever the crap you want with right. it. Like, but, but seeing somebody else, like you said, in this instance, Truett, um, doing that, you know, in front of a, a live studio audience or whatever. Um, well, it, all of Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very minimum, all of Instagram. So that's pretty cool. I don't know. I felt identified with, like, like I felt, I think the word I used with you is vindicated. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word with the word that came to mind. I was like, yes, I'm not this. I'm not a, if I am a savage, I'm not alone. At least, at least there's other savages with me. Yeah. Cause I don't know, man, pie smoking is enjoyable for me. And when I stop enjoying a bowl, I'm done smoking it. Yeah. What's the point? There's no, I'm not going to smoke it just, just because. Yeah. Gross. It's like when you're a kid and your parents make you eat everything on your plate and you're like, I'm literally full. And they're like, we don't waste food in this house. You got to eat it all. Yeah. And then you grow up and you realize, well, I'm morbidly obese because I, <laughs> because I finish everything now. Even when I'm full, I force myself to eat it because I don't want anything to go to waste. That's it's my parents' fault. That's why. Yeah, 
Like so, I'm morbidly obese because of my parents made me eat all my food. Exactly. Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. It's not my poor life choices. It's them ingraining that into my head. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell my parents that next time you see them? I definitely will. Tell them that it's their fault that I'm morbidly obese. I'll text your dad right now. Will you? Okay, do it. <laughs> no, I would never. <laughs> I think it's. I know why you have my dad's number, but it's just weird to me that you have my dad's number. <laughs> I don't know. I know he, my dad's done work at your house, so you have his number. Yeah, and I've actually texted him with questions when I need help, like working with stuff around my house. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm like, hey, what would you do in this situation? And he's he's like, like, who are you again? Oh no, he knows me. We're, <laughs> we're, we're pretty. Uh, we're pretty close. Are you? <laughs> no. Do you have beers with my dad who doesn't drink? <laughs> no, but he shares me his uh, his app choices for fast food. Oh yeah, he's a big fast food app guy. Your oh dad. yeah, he loves his McDonald's app mm-hmm. and oh, his Pizza yeah. Hut app and the Pizza Hut app. Mm-hmm. But that's probably coming to a close because our Pizza Hut closed here in Daleville. Really? Yeah. How does a Pizza Hut close? I guess they're not selling pizzas. I guess. Have you ever heard the song Vindicated by Dashboard Confessional? I've. None of that made any sense to me, so no. You said Vindicated a minute ago, and I can't get it out of my head. I just had to ask you. Okay. It was a song that was written for Spider-Man 2, the one with Tobey Maguire. The best. The, the Spider-Man? Right, exactly. But I will. We can start a whole topic about that. If have you, you never heard of the band Dashboard Confessional? No. Okay. Well, they're we're a fantastic kind of emo-y kind of band. But I can see Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Okay. Meatloaf. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I love Meatloaf, dude. The food, not the guy. I can't stand that man. He's dead. Yeah. Thank God. But uh. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He was a talented man. I'm sorry he's dead. I didn't know he was dead. I mean, I'm not surprised though. I mean, he looked horrible for the most of his life. But um, <laughs> with a name like Meatloaf, yeah. would you look any other way? <laughs> but uh, "Vindicated" by Dashboard Confessional is a wonderful song. Is it? Yeah. I, I I don't know why. I just thought you would know who Dashboard Confessional was. Nope. I don't know any of the bands you ever name. That seems to be a trend that I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been noticing. <laughs> That was another thing that made me feel good was last week everyone was like, How do you not know Mr. Brightside? Like on the de- on the Discord and stuff. Even Adam was like, if you go on Spotify right now, Country Roads Take Me Home, whatever that song is called, has like six million less downloads on Spotify than Mr. Brightside from the Killers. I still don't know who the Killers are or Mr. Brightside. Yeah. And now you don't know who Dashboard Confessional is. I don't know who Dashboard Confessional is. Is that the name of the band? <laughs> yeah. Dashboard Confessional is the name of the band. They were a very popular band in the early 2000s. Really? Yeah, that's some good songs, including Vindicated. Mm. <laughs> Specifically written for the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. I yep. mean, we've already determined, though, that Adam... What was he? he they, are they referred to something as back when music was good? Yeah, Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> You've heard of the Bare Naked it's Ladies, been. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've heard of the Bare Naked Ladies, yes. Oh, man. Where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, I felt vindicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doddle. Yeah. Yeah. So, in my opinion, my advice to you guys is don't feel like you have to smoke your pipe through an unenjoyable, like when you get down to the bottom and you're not enjoying it, if that happens to you, dump it out. And this is something I've actually heard Adam say before, too. Adam Floyd from Get Piped. He's gone and lit up a bowl before 
and taken like three puffs on it and just been like, I'm not feeling this right now. And we'll just dump it out and load up something else. I've done that before. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the whole point of smoking a pipe is for the enjoyment of it. If you load something up and it's not hitting right then, there's nothing wrong with just being like, let's try something else. I'll usually try to get through a good portion of it because sometimes the first portion of a bowl can be unenjoyable, but you have to get to power through it to get to the good stuff. Yeah, we've had a few blends that we've tried here like that, where at the beginning we're like, this isn't very good. And then about three-fourths of the way through, we're like, okay, this is actually really freaking good. Yeah, I've I've even had, like like you said, there's some that's been that far in, but like just getting maybe a third of the way through. Yeah. uh, Sometimes getting past that char light and getting into it, you do have to struggle through some harshness, some rough edges and stuff like that, but then it really, the blend will come into its own. But if it's a blend that I know that I've smoked several times, yeah, and I, some I've had this happen before, especially when it's getting to be like spring summertime, and I load up an English blend that's really heavy in the Orientals, and I light it up to smoke it, and I, I'm like, this is not hitting right now. This just doesn't taste good to me. Yeah, and I know I like the blend, you know what I mean. But I just that's something I've always been real self conscious about. I actually feel kind of self conscious even saying this out loud on 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 the podcast here. Then yeah. I dump out an entire bowl just to load it with something. What else. a waste! That's exactly right. It's like what a giant waste. You should be ashamed. I kind of am. That's why I'm. That's why I'm bringing it up. You know what I'm not dumping out right now? What? Idiot incredible blend of the week. Are you liking it? I mean, I'm not very far into it. Yeah. But it's pretty good so far. This one was such a like a weirdly pleasant surprise so you know you get emails like uh, from websites that you've purchased tobacco from in the past when they have deals or sales or whatever popping up and pipes and cigars popped up this past week and they were like we have this of course it's like a two day sale and then I go back a week later and they're still doing their two day sale like we've extended it for three weeks now but uh Basically, it's like the stuff that they have that they've had for a while, and they're just trying to push it, get rid of it. Is this still going? Last I looked, which was, this is Sunday now, and I looked Friday, and it was still going. Really? Yeah. Um, But they had a blend I'd never heard of, but it's a Peter Stokeby blend. And Peter Stokeby makes a lot of really, really good blends. Mm-hmm. Um, This one had good reviews on Pipes and Cigars. And it was sixteen ninety nine for a pound, and I was like, "That's barely over a dollar an ounce." Yeah, you can't beat that. They had a few other things that were on like an incredible sale too, like tobacco wise. So I picked up a few other things, put it in my cart. I ordered it. I got this in the mail. I smoked one bowl of it, and I don't know how old this is because it didn't say anywhere because it's a bulk blend. You know what I mean? It's pretty dry. Mm-hmm. So. I'm guessing if I were to order this again or from another website, it might not be the same taste wise because I feel like this is a, I feel like it's got a little bit of age on it and B it's pretty, pretty dry, which is nice because it's had time for whatever PG on it to exactly to dehydrate or whatever. Exactly. So I have no idea how, what this is like fresh, if it's real goopy or whatever, fresh, fresh. Um, but this is Peter Stokeby's black coffee. It's pretty stinking good. I could not believe 
how much I enjoyed this. It is like, to me, the quintessential perfect morning blend. This would be really good with a cup of coffee. It is, I'm telling you, it is really good with a cup of coffee. I drank a cup of coffee on the way to work this past week and smoked a bowl of this. And I was like, holy cow, I can't believe I got a pound of this for $17. And let me tell you, if you're one of those people that emailed us or messaged us or text us and said, hey, I'm with you on the volume of smoke, this might be your blend. Maybe I shouldn't even have brought it up. No, you probably shouldn't have. Let's edit this all out because this is fantastic. And I don't want it to be... I might go get another pound right now, to be honest with you. This is probably the first aromatic recently where I've been like, this is killer. I haven't had an aromatic recently where it was just fire. Yeah, I mean... And again, it might be because it's aged and it's really dry, but I, the flavors of the tobacco are coming through so much more. Um, according to TobaccoReviews.com, it says, Black coffee is a blend of Burley, Virginia, and Black Cavendish infused with a rich, slightly sweet coffee flavor. Great all by itself. It can also be a nice addition to blends with chocolate or whiskey flavoring. But um, it says that it's an aromatic. It's got black Cavendish, Burley, Virginia, and coffee flavoring. It's uh, a ribbon cut. Comes in bulk. Made in Denmark. I get everything that they say is in this. I get a slight coffee taste. Yep. Like a, I get a fake coffee taste, almost like a coffee syrup. Uh, but I also get a coffee taste that I I attribute to the Burleys. Mm-hmm. I get a cocoa, like a dark powdered cocoa taste from the Burleys. I get a sweetness and a little bit of a spiciness from the Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I get a sweetness and a creaminess from what I attribute to the Cavendish. Yeah. Everything that they listed is coming through and it is magnificent. I'm smoking out of this. Uh, I don't even know what you call this. A volcano. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It is a Molina. It's almost like a brandy. It's a yeah, I don't know. It's like a it is more I guess volcano-y, I suppose. I don't know, dude. I don't know what this is, what shape this is. It's kind of got a like, like a flat bottom. It's it is kind odd. of volcano, but it's a straight grain. Yeah. I don't even want to try to call something cuz Nate King will roast me. Yeah. But um I'm and probably rightfully so. I mean, of course, I don't know anything about I anything. I don't either. But I do know that this is the first Peterson pipe I ever owned. It's a Donegal Rocky. It's um, it's their one five zero shape, little bulldog. Nice. This is the pipe that made me fall in love with Peterson, and the pipe that made me fall in love with bulldogs. Um, it is one of my favorite pipes. But um, yeah, I just couldn't get over how good this blend was. Especially for <laughs> for the price that I paid for it, like barely over a dollar an ounce. I can, it's incredible. The timing with which I brought up the pipe I'm smoking it out of is because this is a great pipe for this blend. Mm. Uh, this is something. This is a pipe for some reason. I love to smoke this pipe with a burley blend while I'm drinking a cup of coffee. Mm. The only thing I ever smoke out of this is usually Codger blends. Mm. This is very codgery. Yeah, I, I agree. But I love this pipe with a with a codger blend in it, and 
cup of coffee. And I'm sad I don't have a cup of coffee right now because all I got is this here uh, Budweiser. Yeah. It's a codger beer. It is a codger beer. That's correct. That's what I'm going to start calling domestics is codger beers. <laughs> Sounds way better for the pipe community. Just a codger beer. Yeah. Got fancy, fancy blend beers like yours. Like my bell's too hearted. Yeah. What, what is that called in the pipe world? Uh, boutique. Mm. This is a boutique beer. That, that's not right. This is not a boutique beer. No. I feel like a boutique beer would be like one of the ones you got to go stand in line for. This is like a, I don't know. This is like a, like a. That's the vapor of beers. Yeah, it kind of is. I think IPAs are one of those ones that you kind of have to grow into a little bit. Yeah. And I feel that similarly with vapors, you kind of have to grow into them yeah. a little bit. That's the vapor beers. That's a vapor beer. This is a codger beer. Yeah. Stouts are going to be your burly beers. Yeah, absolutely. They're burly beers for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Rise are like your, I don't know. This is stupid. Why are we having this dumb conversation? Right I don't now? know. I'm really dumb. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you are so dumb. That's exactly what popped in my head. You are so dumb. Antoine Dotson. Do yourself a favor. If you don't know what we're referencing, look up Antoine Dotson on YouTube. You are so dumb. You are really, really dumb. You are really dumb. We're going to find you. Hide your wives. Hide your kids. Hide your husbands. <laughs> I can't say the next part. I am so dumb. Uh, I don't remember why I called myself dumb. We got distracted by a football. Why am I dumb? Because uh, you're trying to codger associate beer. Beers, yeah, codger right? beer. Yeah. I'm some blend. Yeah, I am indeed. Um, hey, thank you for introducing me to this blend, dude. It's really good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Dude. I hope it's still on sale because if it's not, I'm going to be in like a deep depression. I mean, even if it's not on sale, it's probably still available. Um, yeah, but that's really cheap. It is really cheap. Pipes and cigars? Yeah. I'm checking right now to see if it's still available. It is. There it is. Peter Stokely's Black Coffee. I think they have the price. Oh my gosh. It's on sale. A 16 ounce bag is $9.99. I just paid $16.99 for this. <laughs> Guess who's ordering some tonight? And you can pay an extra 10 bucks and you get the, the jar that says Peter Stokely on it holds one pound of tobacco. I don't need that. No, you don't. But. Yep, $10 for a pound. Maybe that is what I paid. I don't know why I thought it was $16.99. Who knows? It's a really good blend, though. You should try it. Don't try it too much, though, because, you know. Yeah. The sale's probably going to be over by the time this airs. Yeah. So I don't even go look. Just forget Nate said anything. Yeah. Anyway. What are we? What's the other blend we're smoking? The other blend that we're smoking this week is a blend from our good friend Mike Lading. So this is the Bill of Lading segment. Ooh, a Bill of Lading. I almost went for it, but then I was afraid that you weren't. And last time I did it and you didn't, and then I felt stupid. Well, I tried. It's true. We're trying to force it too much, dude. This is 
Formers. This is Formers Straight Grain Flake. We think. <laughs> the label said Farmer's Flake. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, a Virginia Perique, maybe. That's a <laughs> It's definitely a Virginia Perique, whatever no. this is. That's yeah. why I think it is Farmer's Straight Grain Flake. Straight Grain Flake. <laughs> According to TobaccoReviews.com, it says a really full-bodied but amazingly smooth dark flake tobacco prepared from traditional English recipes and methods. A good pinch of mellow yet spicy perique brings out the rich flavor of former's straight grain flake. Blend type is Virginia perique. Contents are Virginia and perique. And it's a flake of Virginia and perique. <laughs> The tin note on this is spectacular. It is really good. Would you say it's incredible? The tin note? Yeah, I would definitely mm -hmm. say it's an incredible tin note. It, it's so incredible, it smells edible. It reminds me of almost like a... Like a dense fruitcake. It smells like a Fig Newton to me. Yeah, like that's what I'm... Like my dad makes this fruitcake around Christmas time. <laughs> That's, it's like eating a Fig Newton, but it's got little pieces of fruit in it. Okay. Uh, but they're like, it actually has fig in it and I don't know, man, other stuff. Does he bring you some figgy pudding? Well, no, we've never had figgy pudding. No. Mm, me either. I don't know. I, I've sang it more than I've ever tried it. I think I've had figgy pudding once in my I've life. I've asked people to bring me figgy pudding multiple times in my life by singing it, but I've never, nobody's ever followed up on my request of bringing me figgy pudding. Yeah, I've never had figgy pudding either. Well, I might have. I think I've actually had Isn't figgy pudding a, once. Isn't there a tobacco blend called figgy pudding? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like I've had that. You have. I brought you some and let you try it. Did you? Who is that by? Country Squire. Is that? It is one of their Christmas blends. Um, it, to me, kind of smells like a Tootsie Roll. And you That's the one. agreed that it smelled like a Tootsie Roll and you didn't think you were going to like it because you don't like Tootsie Rolls that much, but you ended up really enjoying but it. But I really enjoyed it, yeah. 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 It is a country square blend. Good on you, man. Yeah, I have a memory of an elephant. <laughs> I got the body of an elephant. <laughs> you ever seen an elephant paint? It's incredible. It's like there's something so majestic about an elephant holding the, the paintbrush in his trunk. Uh-huh. I watched a video of an elephant painting an elephant on a canvas. It was really, really, really weirdly majestic. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Like he was literally like had the paintbrush in his tusk, not tusk, his trunk, and was like with their weird like nose fingers that they have on the end of their Yes, yes. And he I don't took know what to call them, but they're like fingers on the end of their trunk. He took up the brush on a canvas and started painting, and it was literally an elephant. It was really cool. How did we get on the subject? But that's really cool. Figgy pudding. Figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding. Delicious. How do we get on that subject? My dad makes fruitcake. Yes. That tobacco smells to me like my dad's dense Christmas time fruitcake. Okay. It's like stewed For me, fruit it's like fig sweet Newtons. bread. That's what it is. That's where the fig came from. Yeah, sweet bread. Yeah. Yeah, It's it definitely is one of the most edible t smelling tobaccos I've ever smelled out of a tin. Missouri Meerschaum's 150th anniversary blend. Mm-hmm. That one... 
literally I've been tempted to eat it right out of the tin. Yeah. It looks like a brownie. Smells like a fig Newton. It's tremendous. I think this blend is tremendous. I'm digging it so far. I really, really like it a lot. It tastes like a Virginia Freak. I mean... It's somewhat subdued. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. The spicy tanginess that you get from a Virginia Freak isn't really there. And I'm getting a lot of vegetal, like a lot of almost hay. On the, a lot of the grass, a lot of the hay. On the finish. But a lot of sweet and like fruity. But not hardly any of the spiciness or the tanginess. Which I love about Virginia Preaks. Mm-hmm. But I also love this side of Virginia Preaks. Not many of them are this like sweet and subdued. Yeah. Virginia Preaks can be kind of harsh. They can be... They can have some like like a spiciness to them. Spiciness, like I said, sour. Yeah. Um, you know those kind of like harsh edges, but I find those to be enjoyed. Like orange juice is amazing, but orange juice has harsh edges. I mean, like you drink too much orange juice and it literally will burn your mouth. Right. Yeah. You get sores in your mouth from drinking too much orange juice. Um, vinegar on some foods is amazing, but it's got harsh edges. Like harsh edges doesn't mean it's bad. It's just you have to want that harsh edge. Malt vinegar on French fries. Whatever you say. One of my favorite things in the world, man. Nothing I love more than getting a big plate of fish and chips, just doused in all of it in malt vinegar. Uh, what's the um, cocktail sauce? Oh, yeah. With the horseradish. My mouth's watering just talking about cocktail sauce. Mm-hmm. St. Elmo's cocktail sauce, some of the mm-hmm. best stuff on earth, dude. St. Elmo's is one of my clients. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I get to eat there on a somewhat regular basis. Yeah. And their shrimp cocktail. Now, I said world famous earlier. St. Elmo's literally is world famous for their shrimp cocktail. Yeah. You can buy their shrimp cocktail sauce in most big box stores now because it's so famous. Um, It's like the fancy, you know, like Chick-fil-A's sauce is world famous, right? Mm-hmm. But this is like a whole nother level of, of like tier. Yeah. Another tier of world famous. It's also like like so niche like yeah it's cocktail sauce you don't use cocktail sauce with a lot of stuff nope whereas like you could put most of chick-fil-a sauces on a a plethora of different sure items although i do like cocktail sauce on more than just shrimp cocktail oh for sure i like dipping like fried fish in cocktail sauce yeah or just fries fries and cocktail sauce yeah anyway this is a vapor Man, rabbit trails. And it's my fault, too. I am doing rabbit trails like crazy. It's always uh, food. <laughs> it's all, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, stop getting the trash can. I know you're mad, but geez. Um, yeah, okay. I'm I'm fat. Food distracts me a lot. Me too. Uh, this is a vapor without all the harsh edges. It's sweet. It's um, got that subtle hay taste. Like, not like overbearing grassiness either. It's just... Sweet grass. Yeah. I'm really enjoying this. It's probably one of the most, this is probably one of the most enjoyable vapors I've had as of recently. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I I wish this was available like in a bulk variety of some kind because it's, I, I would stock up on this. I never heard of this before until today. I've seen it and I've heard of it, but I have never tried any of Former's blends. I haven't either. But, 
worth definitely worth a try if you if you see it and you're curious. I would I mean, obviously I've only had one bowl of it, but I would definitely think this is worth more investigation. If you know what I mean. I'm smoking this out of my Jay Allen Sandblasted Dublin. Yeah. Bamboo shank. Yeah. I mean, it's an okay pipe. It's just an okay pipe. Yeah. It's one of my favorite pipes. Good. After my stereo. I am smoking the... I've smoked this on here so many times. I love this pipe. But this is my... Um, my Brandon Daniel squat Rhodesian with the bamboo shank. It's a good looking pipe. Quite jelly. I actually like that pipe a lot. Even with the scorched tool, uh, rim. That's the coloring that w- came with it. That's, that's not scorched. <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, that the, the, the rim of the bowl matches the bottom of the oh, okay. Rhodesian. That's just his aesthetic choice. Or did you add to it? You were like, hey, the bottom's black. I should just blacken the top of it, too. No, no, honestly. it's uh, That's just the way it's supposed to look. Quit looking at it. <laughs> Keep your eyes on your own pipe over there. <laughs> you notice mine's not scorched, right? Yeah, I smoke this one. <laughs> no, I paid $600 for this pipe, so I don't scorch the rim. <laughs> no, you smoke that a lot more than I smoke this pipe. Yeah, this is one of the pipes because this this pipe is so light and so clinchable. You smoke that at least week, once a week usually. I sometimes will smoke this five days a week. Really? Yeah, like I, I most days I only smoke once on my way to work, but I will smoke some weeks. Like <laughs> if I'm looks charred to me, it's not. Um, sometimes you get on like a like on a. Uh, <laughs> Let me see your rim. A kick. That's the word I'm looking for. Like a kick of a certain blend. If I'm, the, if I'm on a vapor kick, like if I'm smoking Twist Flake or something like that, mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll just take this pipe with me every day to work. Can I see the top of that pipe? No. <laughs> Quit looking at my pipe. <laughs> <laughs> He's over here smoking his pipe with it covered up. Oh, man. We have too much fun down here, dude. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things that I've done, but I ain't never had too much fun. <laughs> so what's your uh, final your final thoughts on this blend? I think it's worth a, a shot. Yeah. If you get an opportunity, you see it, it's on sale, you just, or if you're just looking for a new vapor to try, I 100% would suggest you giving this one a, a shot. Even in the room note, there's just so much of that fruit sweetness coming through. Yeah. It's not Fig Newton on the room note. But there's like a lingering sweetness in the air. Yeah. It's very nice. I love to French inhale a sweet tobacco. Yeah. And just like that sugar smell just like coats my nose. And I can just smell all night long. I like getting when I'm smoking a good sweet Virginia blend like this. I like letting it get in my mustache real good. (laughs) And I can walk around sniffing my mustache all day. Sometimes at work, that's what gets me through the morning. I just sit at the counter at my station, just sniff my mustache. <laughs> People come by and like, what are you doing? Just enjoying my pipe? Yeah. Like, what pipe? Well, the smells of my mustache. And I'm like, you want to smell? <laughs> come give it a sniff. <laughs> come sniff my mustache. That's so weird. 
We haven't even had too much to drink. This uh, this codger beer is going down smooth. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell the folks what the other thing we're drinking is? Woodford Reserves, Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. And this reminds me why I don't typically like rice. Really? Yeah. You don't like this? It's not terrible. I would just rather have a bourbon over this. I think this is really, really good. It is... It's a 45%. It's a 90 proof. Perfect. Um, I'm just not a huge rye fan. I am. I really enjoy a good rye. And I think that this is a very tasty rye. It's 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 really good. There's just like this aftertaste with rye that I don't like. Mm. Like this herbal aftertaste that I don't... Like I feel like I've taken medicine. Really? Yeah. That's Most ryes are that way. Angel's Envy is not that way. And that's the reason I love it. But so it's, it's on the finish on the finish. I get a very herbally. I don't even know how to describe it. It just tastes like medicine on the finish hmm. at the front of this, on the tip of the tongue and on the sides, my mouth, very caramely, very sweet, like honey. But then I just get this like punch of herbal after I've, after I've swallowed it all. And it's like evaporating from my mouth. Mm-hmm. It's a little thinner than I thought it was going to be. It's not super thin by any means. Oh, I think it goes well because it does have a little bit of a spiciness to it and a little bit of a kind of an herbaliness. And I think it goes really well with this Virginia Perique, in my opinion. I think it goes really well with the Peter Stuckabee's black coffee. Well, good, because we're smoking both those things. We are. We're smoking two different blends. Actually, I'm going to set the vapor aside, and I'm going to go back to this black coffee blend. Well, then I will, too, if I have any left. So much smoke. This is like this blend hits home for me. Like It's perfect. $10 a pound, dude. Can you believe it? I am so like insanely tempted to order another pound of this. <laughs> Those go really well together. You're right. I think it did go well with the vapor, but after taking a sip and then smoking the black coffee, they go incredibly well together. Yeah. It's like the notes are just hitting off each other. It's like playing an orchestra in my mouth. The herbal is still there. Yeah. But like that, that creamy coffee taste with that caramely honey. Mm-hmm. Great combination. I'm not really knowledgeable when it comes to like certain pairings and stuff, but in my opinion, that's a, that's a spectacular pairing. Well, I agree. I think we've only ever really paired a couple of drinks with, with tobaccos in, in our past. To be fair, we we pair things every week. They don't typically go well together. And I guess I should say we recommended a pairing. Right. But this is like harmonious. That's exactly what it is. What a great use of that word, too. I try. What can harmonious. I, yeah. I don't even know what it means. As a music major in college, and I still don't know what harmonious means. <laughs> I'm really digging these two together. I take back everything I said about this whiskey. I could drink this all day long with this blend. Yeah. Probably would not reach for this and drink it by itself just because that herbal medicinal flavor all but disappears. Excuse me. If I'm smoking this blend and drinking this at the same time, if I'm going back and forth to one or the other, Mm -hmm. they balance each other out perfectly. They're very... 
I think they're both great on their own, but together they they really really complement each other. They like I said a minute ago, they play off each other like an orchestra in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, next week is a good transition to talk about what we're smoking and drinking next week. Yeah. No, the week after next. Because next week, oh, yeah. I will not be here. Indiana Nate is going to attempt to record an episode. So there's an asterisk by that that says Indiana Nate's going to attempt to record an episode. He's never done this by himself before, so we'll see. Yeah. I got faith in you. I'm I mean, glad one of us do. I mean, enough that I put an asterisk next to it. <laughs> if it doesn't turn out, we just won't have an episode next week. It's not the end of the world. Like, I, I'll get something out. I'll get something out. I believe in myself. Well, that makes two of us. I believe in... Ish. I I feel like I can do it. I believe asterisk. <laughs> I'll, uh... I like 75% believe that you can do it. Yeah. I'll reach out to Nick or something. Have Nick help me out. I don't want to bother you on your vacation. Yeah, please do not bother me on my vacation. Um, actually, I don't care. I'm literally going to have my work laptop with me and everything while we're there in case emergencies happen, which is also happens to be the laptop that I record on. Mm. So if like I need to upload something or do something, it's not the end of the world. Mrs. Codger might make me quit the podcast after that, but why don't you take the mics and you guys record one? Poolside. Yeah, Mrs. Codger would love me doing podcast stuff of recording and editing while we're on our 15th anniversary. It's just like a great moment for you guys to share. <laughs> you think? Just sitting by the pool, a couple of headsets, a couple of microphones. Yeah. You guys will hear the ocean crashing in the background, her plotting my murder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, obviously, but. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, Indiana Nate has an episode next week, but the following week, we will be dro- drinking Michter's Small Batch Bourbon. Mm-mm-mm. Victor's small batch bourbon. This was actually provided to us by Stranger from Cabela's. Nice. Yeah. He bought me this bottle of whiskey this last year after duck season. What a sweetheart of a man. Yeah. Swell guy. Didn't even murder me this year. In fact, I'm looking forward to duck hunting him again this year. When does that start? Uh, when I get back from vacation, it'll be two weeks after I get back. So can you already get your... I've already got my license, everything. License, that's what it was. Yeah, I got my I got my hunting license. I got my migratory waterfowl stamp. I've got my HIP number. I've got my federal waterfowl stamp. I'm ready to go. I was actually thinking about trying to go with you. Were you? But that sounds like a lot of work, and I'm not getting all that crap. You can just go and observe. Can I shoot if I'm not shooting at a bird? No. You cannot be in possession of a weapon or ammo while we're out there. Well, that sounds like fun. Actually, the there are days that Tyler and I went out and didn't see a single bird and had a blast. Can I bring cornbread? You can bring cornbread. We you can, can eat, bring a pipe. We can eat cornbread, smoke pipes. Yeah, smoke pipes. We're on private property. If we want to have a beer, I mean, I don't know. Having a beer and drinking and shooting a gun sounds like a bad idea, but... I'm not shooting, though. You're not shooting. You could drink a beer. What time do you guys get up for this? Uh, usually about, we usually leave. Depends. So you can shoot around sunrise. Mm. Yeah. So it depends on when sunrise is. But 
I kind of got this thing down where I wake up, I've already got everything ready to go. I just throw everything in the bed of the truck. I drive five minutes down to my duck hunting hole. It's a five minute walk to get the stuff out there. I'm out hunting within 30 minutes leaving my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we sit there, we smoke pipes, we have a good time. He does his funny duck call that he has, the Khmer duck. Yeah. Did I, did I tell you about that one off air? I don't think so. Oh, okay. We'll have to do it off air because it's not, it's not on air appropriate. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we have, we have a good old time, dude. Honestly, like that's one of the things I love about duck hunting. Yeah. Is just being in the blind and just having a good time with buddies. Well, you sent me that video of those guys as blind. Or just not like that. Really made me want to go duck hunting. That, that was like the Cadillac of duck blinds. Yeah. It had recliners and a kitchen and a bathroom and had it like a TV, electricity. Yeah. <laughs> Ours is not like that. Ours is some pallets put together with some grass and like tree limbs and stuff around it. Mm. But it's cozy. We've got some seats in there. We got a little tabletop. Okay. And hunker down behind it, take break the wind, you know. But you're out there enjoying nature. You're next to the river. You hear the, rip, the river rippling. If you guys shoot a duck, am I allowed to go get it? Sure. Like a dog? Sure. <laughs> You'll be our very own retriever for the day. Go get it, boy. <laughs> Just got to drop trowel and wait out in the water and get it. <laughs> hey, man. I'm down. I'm going to go with you guys one time. <laughs> sure you will. I'm... You said it twice this last year and then flaked. Well, if I'm not on call for work, I'll go. I'll believe it when I see it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've had a we had a blast last season. It was the crummiest season results wise. I think I shot like less than ten birds the entire season. It was awful. Uh, but it's the most fun I've ever had duck hunting. Mm. I can one hundred percent say that. That's nice. Without pause. Um, I can't ever think of a time where I had more fun duck hunting than this last season. Um, just getting to know Tyler. Yeah, it was strange circumstances. I met the stranger at Cabela's and mm-hmm. you know, invited him out to a remote area to go hunting together. But like very quickly just became really good friends. And like, you know, there's a camaraderie that gets built. And when you're when you're sitting in the freezing cold weather with another person and you're just. I'm trying to make this sound as not miserable as possible, but like you're communing with nature. You're out there and you're in this beautiful area. Uh, trees all around you the river there's wildlife like i've had like deer walk right by my blind while i'm out there mm. but you're also with a buddy and you're having a good time you're smoking you're hoping that you get to kill some ducks or some geese sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't the thrill when it actually happens is amazing like you just go through this like adrenaline rush um you guys wear ear protection that's for pansies <laughs> that's what i thought too i just didn't know I wanted to fit in. I mean, you can wear your protection if you want. I'm not going to, uh, I'll mock you, but, uh, you know, hearing's overrated. I shot a wood duck right by, I swung right past Tyler's head and shot a wood duck this last year. Yeah. I shot, she was out at like 50 yards. She was on, everybody else had missed. And I just swung over Tyler's head with the gun and shot it off, off through the side of the, uh, duck blind. Mm-hmm. Folded her, dropped her instantly. But I mean, my, barrel was over Tyler's head. So he's within a safe zone, but the concussion of that kaboom being only a foot or two past his head. Mm-hmm. He looked, he turned around and gave me this look like, what the heck? <laughs> My ears. <laughs> uh, but it was fun because we, we cleaned up that entire flock that flew in. 
between the three of us that were there. Boom, 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 boom. The whole flock did. Mm. It was great. Yeah. I want to get to the point, though, where I have a more permanent blind where I can have like a griddle in it and I can like make breakfast out there. This sounds like a great idea. You should definitely you do You could this. be the cook for us. I would cook. I used to be a breakfast cook. I would definitely cook for you guys. Okay, so we might do this this year. We might get a, like a at least get a grill out there. Grill some sausages or something on the Yeah. I think I have like a little bitty propane powered like camp stove, like camp grill. I have a really really teeny tiny Weber camping grill. Okay. Like a charcoal camping grill? Yeah. I think we can make this work. I like where we're headed. I definitely like where we're headed. You're going to be our blind cook? I could be. He won't ever show up. <laughs> Why are we even talking about I this? Don't You'll know. never show up. You're right. It's fine. This is... uh, anyway, we're drinking next next week. We're The week after next, we will be drinking Michter's Small Batch Bourbon. And we will be smoking Emerson Southern Forged Port Marnock Reserve. Did I say that right? I reckon. It looks like Port Marnock. Is it Port Marnock Reserve? Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to read it from like four feet away. Yes, Port Marnock Reserve by Emerson Southern Forged Custom Tobacco Blends. Generously given to us by Jim mm-hmm. himself, the king of trash talk. Mm-hmm. So we'll be uh, completely trashing his blend next week or the week after next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever Nate smokes or drinks on the, on the forthcoming episode that may or may not happen. Uh, will be a complete surprise to all of you. And myself. And himself. And honestly, depending on where I end up recording, I might not be smoking anything. It's true. You guys record in your garage. That's very true. You're such a good thinker. I know. I don't have electricity out there anymore. Well, good thing that's battery operated. If we did in the daylight, I was trying to think of how we keep, like, be able to see each other. Don't you have lights out there? I don't have electricity out there anymore. You run a cable from your house back there, don't you? Well, I used to. Oh, you don't do that anymore? Well, it caught on fire. (laughs) (laughs) No, all that current for your entire garage going through one extension cord and it caught on fire? You know, and I was... After I had that wire out there for over a year, like outside, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And it had like several spots to it and it had like a lot of electrical tape spots on it, you know what I mean? Super safe. And then, uh, yeah, so I was out there one day and I was doing something and I I went to unplug it and it started like sizzling and smoking. And so I unplugged it and then it just kept smoking and was making a lot of like noises. And so I, I sprinted up to the house and unplugged it from the house. But the end of it was all like melted and the, I was like, this is probably not good. Did the sizzling cease? Once I unplugged it from the, the source of uh, power, yeah. Is it still sizzling to this day? I threw it away. <laughs> it's gone. Good. So ever since then, I've been kind of scared to just plug in and run electricity out there. I mean, I was running like a, my uh, sander and stuff. For my- you were running some high current stuff out <laughs> yeah, there. It was. Angle grinders and sanders and all from <laughs> an extension cord, cord that has been in your yard for at least a year. But I've been looking at actually running a line out there. Have you? It's expensive. It is expensive. Yeah. Very old underground burial cable is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to try to record my garage. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. In the daylight. 
in the daylight with the door open. Yeah. Or someplace else. Yeah. Or, or maybe not at all. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. You're going to record just like you're going to come duck hunting with me. I feel like one of those things is going to happen. <laughs> maybe both, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what's going to be happening here soon and will happen before I can re- come back and record again. The Chicago Pipe Show. No, not the Chicago Pipe Show. The Las Vegas <laughs> Pipe Show. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. The yeah, Las the Vegas Pipe, Pipe Show's Show. in April. Las Vegas Pipe Show is happening. Yeah, on October 13th through the 15th. Yeah. While I am on my vacation. I know I mentioned the last time about how I looked up ticket prices, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. And it was like 500 bucks. Uh-huh. I looked again. It's like $800 now. Well, it's getting closer. You would think that they would want to get those seats taken care of, and they would just drop the price a little bit. Well, probably because they're getting in short supply. That I think that's what, it's the opposite of what, what I thought was going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not going anyway. I talked to my wife about it, and she was like, you cannot go to that. Why? I didn't ask why. <laughs> Fate has a way of working these things out. That like you'll just be like I'm not going, and then the day before you're like, "Holy crap! Somebody gave me tickets to go." Yeah, right. <laughs> if somebody paid for your airline tickets, would you show up? Yeah. Would you? You just tell your wife like, "Hey, I'm sorry, but somebody offered to pay for me to fly here." Yeah. Yeah. I'd you be know. like, "You just went to Florida for a week <laughs> with your mom, <laughs> so I'm gonna go for a weekend." <laughs> She'd be fine with it. Even though she just told you you couldn't go? Yeah. She was kind of joking. She literally pointed at me and she was like, you cannot go to that. But she had that look in her eye like she didn't mean it. Oh. So if I was like, if I was like, hey, somebody's paying for me to go to Chicago, to, to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she'd let me go. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't control me. I do what I want. You know what I mean? I'm a man. I would go. <laughs> All right, guys, you heard it. You're halfway there. I know you guys, there's so many people have been trying to will you there. Yeah, no. Some, somebody out there is like, you know, I have this extra thousand dollars that I have no idea what to do with. <laughs> and now I know what to do with it. They should go to Vegas and buy a pipe with that thousand dollars. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. Nate said if somebody buys his airline tickets, he will be there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my favorite kind of trip is a free, free trip. trip. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get all the free tobacco you want there, I'm sure. <laughs> That's how it is at shows, though. Every time you go to a show, people are... There's no point in bringing your own tobacco to a show. It's so true. There's so much tobacco that's just like doled out there. You're in heaven when we go to shows. Everyone's in heaven when we go to shows. It's not like people don't like free tobacco. You especially, though... <laughs> You kind of have you kind of have a reputation now of being the guy that likes free tobacco in the community. There's nothing like having a reputation of being a mooch. <laughs> <laughs> That's my high school nickname, old Nate the Mooch. <laughs> hey folks, here's a story about Nate the Moocher. <laughs> Was that Cab Calloway? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, so I'm the idiot because I don't listen to things like Dashboard Confessional. I never said you don't know who Cab Calloway is. I never said you were an idiot, but no, I have no idea who Cab Calloway is. And I can probably guess that 98% of our listeners don't know who Cab Calloway is. We're talking about a group of people that smoke pipes. They listen to classic old music. 
or at least have an appreciation for it. I feel like I have an appreciation for classic old music. I've just never heard of Cab Calloway. I don't know. Maybe I'm an idiot. I don't think I'm, you're I'm definitely an idiot, an idiot but I, I feel like more people listening to this podcast would know Cab Calloway than would know Dashboard Confessional. I, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think that you guys should reach out to us at pipespoorsandpals at gmail.com if you like the old school way of reaching out to us. Uh, if you want to reach out even more old school, you can write to us at P.O. Box 432, Daleville, Indiana, 47334. But the more timely way of reaching out to us would be on Instagram at Pipes, Pours, and Pals. You can reach Nate at Indiana Nate. You can reach myself, Justin, at The Coffee Pot Codger. And you can tell us, yes, I know Cab Calloway, or no, I do not know Cab Calloway. Yes, I know Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, I don't know who Dashboard Confessional is. And explain why you think that one of us is absurd for not knowing the other. You know what I don't understand? Why? How I don't understand how you can allege that Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man and you don't know the theme song that was written for Spider-Man 2 specifically by Bashboard Confessional. I mean, music and movies is literally just something that's in the background that plays. It's not about anything. None of the, unless it's a musical, <laughs> none of the music in a movie is important to me. All right. It's like, it's just background to add drama. That's all it's there for. It just, it moves you. I mean, I'm not saying that it doesn't belong there. hundred percent. Like movies, it's like the laugh tracks. If you remove the music from movies, it rem it removes a lot of drama and suspense and, you know, different things. Like if there's a scene, that's supposed to be all like love inducing, having some soft, you know, um, some easy listening music in the background kind of sets the mood. I, and I get that. And I appreciate that. Um, but I, could really at the end of the day care less about who wrote the music or I, I don't know the names of the songs the words of the songs the bands that wrote the songs any of that stuff mm. because they're just there for dramatic effect to me okay honestly I can't think of a single movie where I know the background music like maybe the Top Gun theme song that's not really background music though that song plays a pretty like significant role in the movie yeah yeah Absolutely. Um, I don't know, man. Well, do you not know the the like composers of like heck no like Star Wars? I mean, I know of like yeah, like uh, what's his face that does the Star Wars composing stuff. Um, the same man wrote all of the the music for Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, John Williams. Yes. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Superman, E.T. And most of those things I couldn't tell you. Like, I I, I don't know the music from E.T. The only music I know from Indiana Jones is the... Yeah, I know that one. Mm -hmm. um, I know some of the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. But like... Jaws? Da -dun. John Williams wrote that. You know, uh, Steven Spielberg did all of those movies I just mentioned. Uh-huh. And John Williams wrote the music for him. He told John Williams that he was making a movie about a shark. And he wanted John Williams to come up with some music for it. Uh-huh. A couple of weeks later, he goes to John Williams and he's like, hey, did you happen to sit down and come up with some music for this movie? And John Williams goes, yeah. And he walked over to the piano and he went, doo-doo. 
And Steven Spielberg said, is that it? Is that all you wrote? And John Williams said, I think that's all you're going to need. It's one of my favorite stories because that's all that song is. Do, 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 do. But it is one of the most iconic theme songs in the history of cinema. Fair, yeah. Fair, I get it. I just, I think it's unfair to group John Williams and Dashboard <laughs> Confessional in the same conversation. Now that's fair. I'll give you that one for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dashboard Confessional is vindicated. <laughs> it's such a good song. Anyway. And we're talking about Spider-Man 2. <laughs> the greatest of the Spider-Mans. What are you talking about? I mean, I do feel pretty strongly about Tobey Maguire being Spider-Man. It's like Robert Downing Jr. being Iron Man. You can't, you can't undo that now. Right. It, I love Batman. I'm a huge Batman fan. Half of my office at work is Batman stuff. But I hate the fact that there's been like 20 different Batmans. It's an exaggeration. But I hate the fact that there's not just been one Batman. Who's your Superman? When you talk about Superman, do you think? I, it- I don't even like Superman. Henry Cavill has is is the ideal Superman to me. Yeah, like he embodies Superman, but I'm not a huge super. As far as the the character goes, I'm not a huge Superman fan. And I agree with you though. I think I think uh, he does like embody what it means to be Superman. He's such a sweet human being. I don't know anything about him. I just think as far as him as an actor, he portrays Superman the best. I saw a picture of him walking into an elementary school. Uh huh. Because his nephew was at school and told everyone that his uncle was Superman and no one believed him. So he went to school with him one day just to show them all. And I thought that was so sweet. It's also like a major case of one up. It was like, stick this in your pipe, smoke it. Yeah. It really wasn't sweet. It was like, hey, I'm going to let my nephew flex on you. Well, I mean, if everyone's calling him a liar and making fun of him for being a liar, he's like, all right, I'll come to your school and show him that you're not a liar. see that. That's sweet. He's a busy man. Fair. And he walked to an elementary school with a little boy. That's so Superman of him. (laughs) He's so Clark Kent right now. (laughs) What are we talking about, dude? What the Uh, heck are we talking about? uh, We were talking about Cab Calloway because you're a mooch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we went full circle on that one. All right. That was an easy full circle. Yeah. And then the Texas show is coming up in (laughs) November, I think. Uh, Speaking of mooches and the Texas show, our friend from Texas, Mike Lading, sent us those two cigar boxes full of tobacco. I was going to ask you why you had two cigar boxes. Now, mind you, we have that whole basically shelf full of tobacco blends that Mike has sent us. That we have yet to try. And that stuff over there that still has not been packaged up that Mike sent us from the last time. And then he sent us the box of those two cigar boxes. It's getting a little hand. I'm running out of jars, bro. (laughs) Not just jars, but space too. Space. Mike, chill out on sending us stuff, man. As much as I appreciate it. No, we really do appreciate it. We have years worth of tobacco. And thank you, Mike. Thank you. Uh, We have enough. (laughs) For now. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Just do us a favor. Write us into your will. (laughs) It'll be fine. Took that really dark turn. Yeah. But no, Mike's been great. He's sent us so much tobacco, like so much. The problem is I literally have a shelf of stuff that Mike sent us. 
the problem that we have is that we talk with Mike every day. We're mm-hmm. in a group chat with him and, uh-huh. and Rocket Man. Yep. And the problem is that Mike tries all of these tobaccos. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, you guys got to try this because it's delicious. And we're like, yeah, like I would love to try that one day. And so then he just ships them all to us. But me and you smoke one of these a week, if that. Yeah. So maybe we need to come up with another system, some kind of way of going through them. Some of them we smoked off air. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. Maybe we'll just like keep a notebook like of the blends we try and we can bring them up. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a it's a lot, man. Yeah, it's our that's our tobacco sugar daddy. Isn't that what we called him? He has been called that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm good with it. <laughs> All right. So somehow Nate's got to get to Las Vegas. Uh, let's see here. Oh, the Indiana Pipe Club meetup. When I get back from my trip. Mm hmm. On October 21st, the Saturday after I get back, is the Indiana Pipe Club meetup mm-hmm. at Smoker's Choice in Brownsburg. That is correct. So follow the Instagram page, and uh, we'll be have more details about that as we, uh, well, we'll only be recording one more episode before then. So Yeah. Uh, last but not least for this episode, we need to cover the Instagram Pipe Making Club uh, month of September challenge, which was Labor Day challenge. And Jay challenged these guys to do um, like a, a working man themed pipe, something that could be like clinchable, something they could be maybe fit in the pocket, thinking along that lines. We didn't want to put many restrictions on it, but give them an idea of like, hey, do something that the working man might smoke. This might be his only pipe. This might be something that he would smoke on a daily basis. There might be something that he would need to clinch while he's working. Those kind of things. Like a workhorse kind yeah. of a pipe. Um, so the first one on the list is uh, Giordi Pipes. I hope I pronounced that right. It is a nose warmer. It's such a cute little thing. It's this little short, chubby punked it has a pot that's that's the word i was looking for yeah got this beautiful like copperish gold band on it it's a good looking pipe yeah that is a it's a whisker burner it, definitely but it is a very very good looking pipe i, I really like that little uh accent piece he put on there i think it kind of makes makes it pop and i think it helps the the stain choices that he made stand out yeah, a little a bit lightly rusticated pot he said Copper band and a black Eldritch saddle stem. No filter. Smooth. He left the smooth on top. Is it smooth all the way around? It looks like it. Yeah, it is. He left it natural on top. But, uh. Great looking pipe. Handsome little pipe for sure. Yeah. Beautiful. Sorry. Uh, the next one is ZZ Pipe Hobbist. And he did. ZZ always does something so abstract. Yeah. Um, it's like, um, uh, I don't know what you'd call this thing, like a bent egg. But the shank comes into the bowl about halfway up, so I'm going to guess the bottom is just... It's not... If, if I'm going to guess the depth of the bowl is not as deep. The depth of the chamber is not as deep as the bowl is. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it is a incredibly handsome pipe. It looks like it would sit right on your chin. Mm-hmm. 
Looks like it's made out of olive wood, if I had to guess. Yeah. I really like the unique shape. I feel like it, the that little butt, the bottom part of it, would be easy to hold on to. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would sit in my hand well. Yeah, I feel like it could hold this really well, and it would also um, sit on your chin to clench it yeah. really well, too. Yeah, which it's is... like this oxblood stem color and like a green and red accent piece. It's a beautiful pipe. Yeah, very, very nice. Carolina Cumberland... It's a ladle. I think it's what he even called it was a ladle. It looks like a ladle for sure. Like you could scoop some soup up with this thing. Yeah. It's a really deep bent pipe. And a very wide chamber or like bowl. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how, how else to describe this other than ladle. Like you could literally scoop your lunch with this thing. I think it's really cool looking. Um, I like that there's that little lip around like the top part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the bend is extreme and I think it would sit really well like you said I think this one would also sit on your chin mm-hmm. be a nice clincher easy to work with I think but it's long enough I feel like it would keep one of the things I don't like about clinching bent pipes and working with them is a lot of times I feel like the smoke goes directly up into my eye okay and I feel like this one is like long enough that it would kind of keep that from happening if I clinched it over on the side gotcha but yeah, it's, uh, it's like a um it's got a diamond shank, kind of like a bulldog would have. Yeah. And it's kind of got this like long church warden-y vibe to it. It's not that long, but it just kind of has that like long and draping look to it. Yeah. I dig it. I like the uh, accents that he put. I'm not sure what kind of wood that is. Um, separating, there's two, like the shank is a briar shank, but in between the briar and that is some sort of accent ring. And then there's another one before the... Uh, stem, which is probably made from his material, if I had to guess. That would be my it's guess. Made of yeah. Carolina Cumberland. Um, then we remove on to Rich with Smith House Pipes. And he did this. It's another pot looking pipe, I'm going to call it. Um, and he did like a horn accent with a, like a swirled ebonite. Oh, yeah. The It's like a uh, blood red stain on the rusticated bowl or is that blasted I can't quite tell if it's a blast or if it's a rusticated I can't it kind of looks like a blast to me but I don't know what I'm talking about it is a blast uh, you can tell by looking at the bottom right picture you can see the blast near the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the horn there yeah uh, but I I love that uh, that horn accent ring. I, he just does those uh, accent rings so well, and the way he fits his stems in, yeah, they go really well with that. Like he does acrylic accent rings and horn accent rings. It's something he does really really well. I think it's a great looking pipe. I agree. And then, uh, let's see here. Next one is EP pipes. And he did like a nose, a paneled nose warmer. His pipes are always so unique. I really like the rustication. Yeah, some of the panels are rusticated, some aren't. And I like the rustication on the shank. And I I, I like how the shank gets kind of thinner up towards the, the bowl. And then kind of gets a little thicker when it gets towards the stem a little bit. Okay. I don't know. It, it 
aesthetically, I find that to be very pleasing. It's got some me. flow to it, some curves. Yeah, it reminds me of like a, a leg. It does remind me of, I was thinking that too, but I wasn't going to say it, and then you said it, so now I'll agree it looks like a leg. Yeah, I like it. It's a lamp. <laughs> it's a major award. Uh, let's see here. Papa Bear's Pipes is next. He's, he did an all, this is so simplistic. Yeah. It's just an olive wood billiard. Nothing like the, the grain on it is gorgeous. It's, I don't, I don't mean when I say it's just uh, I don't mean to detract from the pipe. It's very simple though. It's a very simple billiard shape. There's no like super accents. He embodied exactly what this was going for was just to make a simple working man's pipe. Like I feel like a working man had this pipe dropping. It wouldn't be an issue. Right. Honestly, some of these other pipes are so beautiful. I would be afraid to treat them like <laughs> a work pipe. You know what I mean? Like a, like a workhorse. Yeah. Like if I'm in the garage working, this is the kind of pipe I'm, I'm probably going to take. I love like the zigzag waviness and the grain on that. Oh yeah. Wood. Yeah. It's beautiful. And he was able to pull out the colors really, really well. Uh, Pathfinder pipes. That's at Pathfinder. Did a uh, billiardy. Uh, well, it's more of like a Levat shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all black with a white accent ring. So it's got a, like a blackish rusticated. It's like maybe a dark brown or black. I can't quite tell. One picture looks like it's black. One picture looks like it's got some brown to it. Yeah. But it's a very, very dark brown if it's a brown. Um, but it's got like, it's just very, uh, it's tuxedo looking. Oh, good call. Yeah. Like a penguin. That does kind of remind me of a tuxedo now that you say that. But it's very simplistic. Like it's, you know, clincher. Most would be a very good working man's pipe. Yeah. Agreed. And then Kevin Foster made a bent pot. Is that what you'd call that? Yeah. That is what I would call that. It is a red stain with a red and black swirled ebonite. It's a good looking pipe. Yeah, it's a, it's a gorgeous very, pipe. Uh, very clincher looking, very working man. I think he encapsulated it perfectly. Yeah, the lines on it are like the, just the way it flows from... It's got flow. Yeah. Yeah, but it's beautiful. Kevin does good work. Daddy do. Pipes by Wu. Uh, he's got this... I love the blue stain on this. I love this pipe, dude. I think the blue stain with the blue in the stem... Mm-hmm. It's like a blue and yellow swirled acrylic or uh, swirled ebonite. But the, yeah, and the blue that's in the swirl matches the blue stain. Like, it, I just, I, I'm, I'm digging this pipe. I think it's very nice. It's rusticated. The rustication is like a blackish blue. And then there's a smooth around up near the accent piece on the, on the shank. And then there's a, uh, like a parting line on the top. Uh, where it separates the rim and the rim is smooth, but the blue really pops on the rim. Yeah. He's got the little brass accent piece on there. Yep. Um, I, I like this pipe a lot. Uh, dig it. Uh, and then at freehand pipes, he did a couple different ones here, which I thought was kind of cool. His little idea that he had here, like one for when you're working and one for when you're sitting down having dinner or after dinner. Yeah. One's like a um, a tall uh, poker. It's like a free-handed poker. Mm-hmm. Chimney, I think, is what he referred to it as. 
He tried to make it look like rusted cast iron. Oh, yeah. So that way, like, um, you don't have to worry about getting dirt or grime or anything on it when you're working. Yeah. And I think he nailed it. I think it, it definitely has like a rusted cast iron look. Yeah. I think it's very cool looking. And then the other one kind of has like this turtle shell. That's exactly carving what I thought in of. It. Yeah. Like a turtle, like a box turtle almost. Great work at Freehand Pipes. And then we have M Berg. That's at M underscore Berg underscore BHP. This might be the most unique pipe uh, this month. This one is so interesting. It is like, um, I don't know how you would, how I were, how to word this. It's a take apart pipe. It's a pipe that's intended to like break down into multiple pieces. So that you could maybe carry it in a pouch or like you don't have to worry about it snapping or breaking. Yeah. That's the vibe I get from it at least. Yeah. Uh, so, well, he says here, um, my wife told me before this month's theme, just this time, just do the first pipe that comes to mind. When it was announced, the first thing I thought about was doing something uh, cheap and durable like the very popular modular metal pipes from the 50s to 70s. I still like quite a few of them and have a pretty good collection of different brands. I made one a couple of years ago through experimenting with my new-to-me metal lathe that I've beat to death in my shop since. Uh, I can't imagine any hard laborer being against something lightweight and cheap that they can drop or set down without worry. This is durable with the metal body and can be tossed into a cooler or a tool bag with the thermos Without too much worry, personally, I do this with a handful of falcons I have. Brass tubing that will definitely develop a nice patina over time from skin oils and such. Uh, grooved ebonite end cap with Delrin plug. Yeah, you just have to go check his out. This is... It kind of reminds me of like a, a slide whistle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I don't know. I, I love how he carved at the bottom of the bowl to sit perfectly on that stainless tube. And I really dig the color choices. Yeah. I, I The sandblasted bowl goes with that brass tube, goes with the eight swirl or whatever that swirled ebonite is. It's like a tan and black. I just think this is a very unique and very cool pipe. I'm digging it. Fellow Hoosier at Greenwald Pipes did a Lavat. It is clean, it is simple, and it is gorgeous. It is like an orangish brown stained uh Lavat with like a sand colored stem. Yeah. I mean you can't get much more working in than a Lavat or a billiard. Yeah. And he I'm I don't think I don't want to speak out of turn, but I don't think this is something that he would like the kind of pipes he normally makes. No, he doesn't. And so I think, uh, I love how he gets out of his, his normal box and kind of, I mean, his specialty, what he does excellently is those like Tolkien inspired church wardens. Yeah. With like the long wooden stems, which are incredibly cool pipes. But, uh, seeing him come up with these, once a month doing something out of his, his realm of normal is really fun to watch. He, he's been knocking them out of the park. 
M. Berg decided to do a second one, so we'll give him honorable mention here with the second pipe. Is a uh, deep, deep bent Hungarian. Um, he says with a little old school acorn vibe. Passes a pipe cleaner with that deep of a bend. That's impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the stem is gorgeous. It's like yeah. a natural. The the bowl is a natural stained, uh, sandblasted um, bowl. Naturally finished sandblasted bowl. Uh, it has like this uh, little white acrylic ring, and then this deep blue and black swirled ebonite stem. Very attractive pipe. Very good looking pipe. Uh, Jason Patrick. Uh, with, imagine this, a Levat. <laughs> uh, but I fought so hard to not buy this pipe. It's I, a good looking pipe. <laughs> I am such a sucker for Jason Patrick pipes. I'm also a sucker for Levats. And I especially like his sandblast since he, since he got a sandblaster. Yeah. And yeah, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. So, uh, I'm just a sucker for his pipes, man. And his Lavats. I have two Lavats from him and I want more. Yeah. This is just so simplistic, but also classy at the same time. I could see myself smoking this while working out in the garage or, you know, working on a fire alarm system. If I was allowed to smoke inside <laughs> smoking while working on the fire alarm system. Yeah. There you go. You got to test them somehow. There you go. Oh, man. This one is sick. KM Pipes. It, he did a poker cob with a, it's like a black stained poker cob with a uh, green swirl, some sort of uh, accent ring. And then like a green swirled ebonite stem. And I love this thing. It is a very, very cool looking pipe. I'm a sucker for modded cobs. Yeah. I know and this is a stunner, man. Absolute stunner. Beautiful work. And that is it. That's all of them. Great work, guys. There's some absolute stunners in there. Yeah. I wish that money was infinite and that pipes were cheap. <laughs> yeah. Well, if money was infinite, then I wouldn't care if pipes were cheap. But but I know what you mean. Neither of those things are true. Yeah. So, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, you have to abide by a budget sometimes. So, right now, my budget is focused on my wife having a spectacular vacation. So and That's what's important. That's what's important. Yeah. Keeping, yeah. keeping the wife happy. Yeah. Happy wifing, happy piping. Yeah. That almost works. It's close. It's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, follow the Instagram Pipe Maker Club on Instagram. And uh, you'll see all these things. We'll post these uh, on our Instagram page. They will also be posted on a story for the Instagram page. And uh, yeah, follow each of those guys and see the work they're doing. I'm sure they'll post their own pipes as well. And if they haven't already. We're getting, we get new people that join the club all the time. Yeah. And just because you join the club doesn't mean you have to do the monthly thing. Yep. So if you are somebody who is dabbling in making pipes or you're thinking about making pipes 
it's a wonderful resource, so don't be afraid to reach out um, and, and try to join. Absolutely. Uh, wrapping up, I think it's all we got. You can reach out to us at pipesporesandpals at gmail.com. Again, you can reach us through snail mail at P.O. Box 432. That's reverse order, 432. P.O. Box. Daleville, Indiana, D-A-L-E-V-I-L-L-E, Indiana, 47334. If you want to reach out to us and get to us as quick as possible, the proper way to do that would be through Instagram. You can reach the podcast at, at Pipes, Pours, and Pals. You can reach myself at the Coffee Pot Codger, and you can reach Nate at Indiana Nate. I think that's all we got. The last thing I'll say is thank you so much to those of you that have supported us. We've got a couple more this week that have supported us through buy me a coffee. If you would like to support the podcast and our message, uh, our, our mission of bringing a pipe smoking lounge atmosphere to those that don't have one, you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash pipes, pours, pals. I think it's all we got, man. That's all I got. That's all you got. Well, if that's all you got, we will talk to you guys later. Have a great night, everybody.